everyone, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. Hey, Steve. Yeah, Jason. Hello, Joseph. Trouble? It looks like we'll have to send someone down. A lot of people are asking for help for a podcast called Late Seating. Late Seating, yes. Tonight's its crucial night. You're right, we'll have to send someone down immediately. Whose turn is it? That's why I came to see you, sir. It's that Trekkie's turn again. Oh, Shives. Hasn't got his critic's air of self-importance yet, has he? We've passed him up right along. Because you know, sir, he's got the IQ of a rabbit. Yes, but he's got the faith of a DC fanboy. Simple. Joseph, send for Shives. Uh, hello, sirs. Yes, Shives. A yes. podcast down on Earth needs our help. Oh, my goodness. They're about to do something stupid and experimental for their show that could blow up in their faces and leave their fans angry and wanting more. Oh, no. We can't let that happen. No, we certainly can't. So I'm going to force you to listen oh. to the show that they're about to do. They call it a commentary track. Oh, all right. And when it's done, if they've failed, you are to kill them, Shives. <laughs> oh, my. Well, I suppose I could. Let me put down this comic book I was reading. I just got a new paperback <laughs> the... edition of Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's just... Oh, well, perfect. <laughs> you get that up here in heaven? Oh, we have a lot... Bookstores still exist up here. Well, I suppose Kirby is drawing originals up here. Oh, oh wait, he's not in heaven. Who am I talking I hear from I hear through the grapevine that his new new god stuff is great though. <sighs> yeah, whatever. What were we doing? Oh, that's right. Planning on killing a podcast. Yes. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, folks. Welcome to the grand experiment where we break format, right, Steve? Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Do we want this to succeed, or do we want it to be a noble failure so we don't have to we do it again? Always want to succeed. Always. But guys, don't think we're going to make a habit out of this. Yeah, this is going to be the show from now on. This is our special Christmas present to you, where we do live commentary for It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Starring Jimmy Olsen and <laughs> Donna Dixon and <laughs> Donna Dixon. a bunch of other people. <laughs> I don't have my notes in front of me. <laughs> Jim, Donna Reed and Jimmy Stewart and... That old guy who plays an angel and the mean old man. Mr. Potter, the meanest Mr. old Potter. man in town. That's right. I don't think, what I don't understand is, <laughs> seems like a lot of Republicans thought that he was a noble character to emulate. That's weird. I wonder what about him <laughs> appealed to these folks. I love that movie. It's a wonderful life about that old man who hates poor people. <laughs> yeah, they're the same people who think that uh, they they hate the ending of a Christmas Carol. <laughs> well, they did, they just stop it at a certain they, point, they right at the very Scrooge. beginning. And then he went home and had some soup. The end. Yeah. <laughs> he shut out the lessons the spirits had to teach. That's like, right. This time around, we're watching the movie monster. It's a Wonderful Life. We're not doing trivia. We're not going to read the credits because you're going to see him with us, right, Steve? Yeah, absolutely. We're, it's all going to happen in real time. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> so hopefully you guys got your streaming service, uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, where you got your DVD and your computer or your DVD player, and you've got us playing, and you're going like, well, when are we going to watch the fucking thing? Well, just give me a minute, okay? we got to make sure we're all synced up, right? Yeah, exactly. If, if everybody's on different 
you know, stages, then it's not going to work. We've yeah, all got to like be the DVD it. that I have is like 13 years old and was released by Republic Pictures, so I had to fast forward through a whole bunch of stuff to get to the actual movie. Steve, you're on Amazon streaming, right? Yep. Okay, so whatever version you have, make sure that you are up, you know, pause it right after I say this, make sure you're up to the part where there's black right before the bells start ringing at the beginning of the movie, and we'll all be synced up when I tell you to press play. There you go. Yeah, and we're all set. We're this is a group effort. This is the first time that all of us together are going to watch a movie and tear it apart. That's right, right Steve. And, and remember, we are only as strong as our weakest member. I'm looking at you. Oh. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Not you. You, you, you there with <laughs> it's the... telling that you went. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just making a joke, a funny joke. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. You out there, in the audience. We're we're dependent on you. You fail, we all we go. It's yeah. like backdraft. <laughs> As my father used to tell me before I went to kindergarten, remember, kid, if if one of us fucks up, we all fuck up. Wow. Never, he didn't actually say that to me. But you thought it. I love my father very much. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Enough of S- Steve's painful childhood. Let's <laughs> let's 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 hear about Jimmy Stewart's painful childhood. <laughs> let's drink a cup of Christmas cheer and watch the horribleness that is Jimmy Stewart's life. In it's a wonderful life. I'm going to count you down, and we're all going to press play. Yeah. In three, two, one, play. All right. I didn't know the Hunchback was in this. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the lesser known adaptations of... Give phenomenal. me Liberty Films or give me death. <laughs> oh, I know. It's the beginning of a Walt Disney movie. <laughs> Frank Capra's quote-unquote, It's a Wonderful Life. An RKO radio release. Yeah. See how I said we didn't have to take notes? Yeah, see? They Very tell James you everything Stewart. you need to know. Oh, and all the rest of the fucking people. <laughs> Who cares? And the rest... <laughs> It's not a book. They're just, they're not turning pages. They're just picking up pages. Look at that. It's cheap. So I guess if, if he pulled two pages at the same time accidentally, they had to go back and do it all over again? <laughs> they have to reshoot it over yeah. and over again. God damn it, Barry. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys are taking note of all these credits because this yeah. is what credits should be done. Cause, cause Short, this, sweet, this is an old movie, so they don't repeat them at the end. No, they don't. Unless, of course, they say a good cast is worth repeating, which is always funny. Which they don't. Oh, look! Frank Capra got Santa Claus fallen over. Oh, Frank. <laughs> you are here. You are now in Bedford Falls. You're here forever. <laughs> I, I think I'm hearing things, yeah, Steve. Are you hearing voices? I think so, too. I thought I took my meds this morning. <laughs> Help my son, George. I don't know what his problem is. George insulted my wife and said that I was trying to murder she was trying to murder the kids in her class. Dear God, please have George Bailey die a horrible death tonight. That would be a little more realistic. At least one I, person praying for his ruination. I heard George Bailey yelling at his children again on Christmas Eve. I hope he slips and falls and hurts himself. Holy shit. Where are we going? <laughs> We're going to where the angels live, which is just beyond the orbit of the moon. I see. Um, 
I okay. I heard voices, and now I'm seeing constellations and and galaxies talking to each other. <laughs> hey, this sounds eerily familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, this isn't. I no. I don't think so. You know, it would be great if this is how Star Wars started. <laughs> it's, it's more like Star Conversations. It would be like, hey, did you hear about that war that I'm having in my own galaxy? <laughs> so when you oh, so when you die, you turn into a star, or maybe a galaxy, I guess. or maybe an Andromeda. Uh oh. Hysteria? Orgasms? (laughs) (laughs) Well, get out a latex bodysuit, Clarence. (laughs) Wind them. They're awfully gossipy up there in heaven. Yeah, I know. I'm sure that'll work its way in some ham-handed way later in the movie. (laughs) You know how sometimes there's a line that you can tell a writer threw in there because it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> what does Tom say at the end of the movie? Like, what does Tom Sawyer have to do with anything? Yeah. I've wants- gone blind, Steve. I've gone blind. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh. Is that better or worse? Uh, it's wor- better. I Now that I see amorphous shapes. The evolution of the eye. <laughs> Yay! The worst R gang short ever. <laughs> Yay! We can't afford sleds. Wah, 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 wah. That boy. You know what? I'll tell you this much. That does look like a fucking shit ton of fun. It does. I'll tell you that much. Of course, it's good that you don't have nads because that looked like it could have been painful. <laughs> hey, Sam! You're going to be a multimillionaire when you grow up. <laughs> I'm going to take your legs out. <laughs> Wee! Harry, put Don't on the Don't die, brace. Harry! <laughs> Don't break into the water. Oh, stunt work for a little kid. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize there was a rushing torrent at the end of their frozen lake. Yeah, well, that's, what, that's how lakes Ooh. work, right? I think it's a frozen river. Yeah. Boy, this was a bad idea in retrospect. <laughs> Nice set, though. (laughs) And they were all boyfriends. (laughs) They were busy harassing Chinamen in the the downtown district. (laughs) There's Mr. Potter. He's too good for an automobile. That's right. Find a tune, guys. Now, in case you missed it, he lost hearing in one of his ears. Yes. And also, this little girl has got the uncomfortable hots for for George. <laughs> the uncomfortable hots. I know. Oh, Lord. It's going to be hard to make fun of this scene in live, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's future whore. <laughs> you know, people are the same for their entire lives. They never really change. I know, they don't change. Children. It takes me a while. 
Good point. What is wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Chivalry died in the 40s. She's, he's mine. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I could see. He's definitely Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> From a magazine, see? <laughs> right there. <laughs> George, I'm you glad... fucking idiot. God damn it. George, you I'm glad you got a... fucking moron. <laughs> I'm glad you got a job and everything, but you need to stop trying to sell coconuts to all the customers. George, why are so many of these pictures from Africa stuck together? Leave me alone. <laughs> it's my magazine. Oh, we missed it. She told him that she was going to love him to the day you die, because yeah. that's what happens in movies, is that eight-year-olds fall in love forever. And she whispered it into his deaf ear like a coward. Yeah, well, coconut. <laughs> oh, he seems sad about something. I wonder if we'll find out what it is. We will because he left the telegram right there on the cash register, like you do. That's odd that he would leave such personal information just laying out like that. Your son has died of influenza. Stop. Please become so overcome with grief that you might kill someone. Stop. <laughs> Here's your ice cream, honey. I gotta go check something. You sit here while you hear awfulness come from the other room. <laughs> yeah, whatever you might hear, don't do anything. She witnesses this whole thing. Yeah. By, you know, by sound. Oops, <laughs> oh dear. I pooped some pills. <laughs> Look what you made me do. Pick that up. Okay, guys, we gotta throw in review stuff. Good God, this guy's doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, uh, he almost, you almost believe that his son was just killed yeah. by the flu. And that he just put poison into capsules. Boy, they should put that poison label on the front of the bottle. Uh. He's just staring sadly at his son's headshot. Yeah. Oh, he's a little drunk. He's drunk and sad. That's a bad combo. Uh, yeah. No wonder. No wonder she was Mary was sitting in there for so long waiting for ice cream. <laughs> Thank you, well placed advertisement. <laughs> See, that's what that's what you lose when you regulate cigarette ads like that. You know. Uh oh, Jack the Ripper's there. Uncle Billy. Oh, Uncle Billy, you should have been institutionalized a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Billy ain't quite right. Yeah. Uh, it says You know, one of the things that goes in this movie that's never mentioned, it's just kind of there, is the fact that Uncle Billy has a pet crow, which makes him the coolest motherfucker ever. Yeah, and and nobody ever says a word about it. No, it's just there. It's just part of his life. David Koechner in a brilliant performance. <laughs> Do you think Dick Cheney watched this and was like, I want to be that when I'm his age? <laughs> he, he saw this movie when he was like 10, and it's, it's like he knew what he wanted to be. <laughs> 
That's right. Kill him now. Kill him now. <laughs> so much of this could be avoided if you just kill him. You'll be out of... They, they won't I convict you. You're a kid. I love the little shove that he gives him. <laughs> Your father's don't just got to keep getting emasculated for a little bit longer by the yeah. rich guy. And don't get used to his dad, guys. Yeah. Just <laughs> letting you know. Uh-oh. Oh. He has not been sobering up since George left. He's been he's been hitting the ether at this point. Yeah, get what? over here. <laughs> Mary hears this, by the way. Ugh. Oh my god. Oh, I got to go. <laughs> Okay, for people who are like this movie's hokey, that react her that little girl's reaction to that slap is the most realistic thing I've seen in a movie in a long time. Oh yeah. His ears bleeding. Okay, here's your Oscar little kid, and here's your Oscar, Mr. Goward. <laughs> right. Good job. But you don't have to take it out on other people. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, though. He he has a he has a totally human reaction. He's like, "Oh mm-hmm. man, I really screwed up." Up, oh, I'm tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> I I forgot to warn you guys. There are literally times in this movie where I do tear up. Yeah. Hey, who's that guy? That's James Stewart. Yeah, he's like 45. (laughs) He's like Tom Hanks, but in the 40s. (laughs) A little too much, I think. Of course he didn't. Who's well, telling no, he's supposed story. to be... How old is he supposed to be? 18? 21? I, I think he's supposed to be 22 at this point, if you, if you do <clears throat> okay. the math. Because he's a little bit older than Mary. Yeah. Yeah, because doesn't Mary... Isn't Mary, like, graduating from high school Yeah, that's point? coming up. Yeah. The, Jimmy Stewart's the only person that can say gee whiz in a sentence and make it sound natural. I know. <laughs> well, it's my name on there. What the... I don't remember manufacturing suitcases. You're, you're some kind of witch doctor. Right, we missed the present. <laughs> Mr. Gower had bought it for him. It's like, thank you for keeping your mouth shut. <laughs> in exchange for not turning me in for attempted murder. <laughs> or gross <sighs> negligence. So he's weird when he's not drunk. <laughs> Where did they film this? Is this Backlot stuff? I guess. It looks like Stars Hollow. Do you know how much money they could make if they recreated this fucking town in this country and opened it at Christmas time? (laughs) Hey, look, it's Ernie and Bert. Yeah. Hobie Bobie. (laughs) Va va voom. (laughs) Yowza and gazoinks. She gave me a boner. <laughs> That's what we're saying in old-timey talk. She's pretty. <laughs> See? See how pretty she is? Look how She's pretty gonna, she about is. to get an old man killed. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Holy shit! <laughs> Here comes a very adult joke, everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh, see? He's going to go home and <laughs> fuck his wife because Violet was really pretty. And think about Violet. Yeah. What? Stop it! I told you! <laughs> it happens every time the new National Geographic gets here. <laughs> you think he never saw Violet on the street before. Mm-hmm. Nice house, big. Yeah, I know. They can afford a housekeeper? Shut that dog up. <laughs> oh, my life is lunacy. I hope I die soon. <laughs> so I think his little brother's graduating now, yeah. too, right? And of course, you wear a tuxedo when you graduate high school. Well, didn't you? Did he just... Did he just... <laughs> did he just sexually assault the housekeeper? I believe he did. In front of everybody. Okay. <laughs> I hope you have a good trip oh. on the trip you're totally going to take. Someone likes collecting butterflies, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Ghoulish. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can look at now. I know. It's like, who's who's murdering all those butterflies in the house? I bet it's George. I was going to say, who's the psychopath who collects butterflies? Yeah, there's no way you're going to drop that pie. Yeah. Like, just put them in a box or something, kid. You know what's remarkable is how loose the dialogue is in this scene. Yeah, oh yeah, the whole for a movie for a movie at its time. As this mo- this dialogue's really naturalistic. I think it uh, it suits Jimmy Stewart's acting style better than almost any other movie he ever made. I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, they're really packing it away, considering that most actors only take little tiny bites because they have to shoot the scene over and over and over yeah. again. Well, they figured, you know what? We're not going to be here all damn day, so we're just gonna we're gonna get it we're right the eat. first time. <laughs> we're gonna eat this cold food. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is when um, we discover that George is very Randian in his thoughts. <laughs> yes, very much. This is this movie is very much anti-Randian because we're talking about a guy who wants to do things for his own personal gain. Yeah, that's his dream. And he finds out that that dream was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she sure told you. Oh, dear. A shabby office. Like you, Dad. I couldn't stand to be like you. (laughs) I couldn't stand to work a job that would enable me to buy a house like this. Yeah, and have a happy family. (laughs) And raise multiple children. I want to build a fountainhead in a building and invent a new kind of steel that will revolutionize (laughs) the railroad industry. Yeah, you asshole. (laughs) See, your father believes in lifting people up. Gee, I sure hope it doesn't take him like 20 years to learn this basic lesson. 
I mean, they've they've made they've dropped the fact that he couldn't afford to send him or his brother to college. Right. Right. That's why George has waited so long to go to college. He had to save up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will. And he tells him to get out, which is. But look how look at his face. Yeah. He doesn't really want to tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm firing her tonight, son. <laughs> I just can't abide that attitude. Yep. First, I'm going to have my heart attack, and then I'll fire her. I'm sure it'll work out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at West Hollywood High School, I think that's where this was filmed. Oh yeah. Well, it's a high school that was built in Hollywood that does actually has the retractable floor oh. for the swimming pool. Sam has been to college and back, and now he's, like, on his way to becoming so rich. (laughs) And notice how young all the kids are. Yeah. They're, like, 12. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the kids younger than you in high school always seem like they're... Jimmy Stewart's supposed to be only two or three years older than them. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. You, you're going to keep that incident quiet where I beat you up because you thought I was stealing money from the wrestling fund, right? <laughs> oh, hi, Violet. Hello, hello Violet. <laughs> hey, yeah, you haven't seen me since the flashback when we were kids. <laughs> You keep stammering, I'll go find her. I know exactly what Mary looks like. Holy God. (laughs) Glorp. (laughs) I think that's Jimmy Stewart. (laughs) Ah, Donna Reed. (laughs) Now, um, some people may recognize the guy who she's talking to. Yeah, who is that? That's Alfalfa from The Little Rascals. (gasps) Before he died. (laughs) He didn't have much of a career. (laughs) (laughs) And he died badly. (laughs) That's a happy little footnote. Yeah, there's a little spot of joy right there in the (laughs) middle of the movie. It's, oh boy! It's the twenties. <laughs> I remember doing that in nineteen eighty-seven during my senior graduation Charleston contest. <laughs> There's nothing more awkward than watching him do the Charleston. By the way, <laughs> how is it a contest? Yeah, I don't. I guess they 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 go the judges go up and tap people on the shoulder to to eliminate. I them. think it's an endurance test. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Last one alive wins. <laughs> How uh, come this didn't come back as a craze? I don't know. Uh, the Charleston, the last dance that white people could do. 
Oh, look, Bob Hope made it in here between golfing. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's Sam Wainwright. Never mind. Yeah. That's right. You're very white. How incredibly white you are. <laughs> What's up, Alfalfa? I don't know, Spanky. Things just aren't the same since we had puberty. <laughs> we could murder everybody. <laughs> Would you well, get away with it? <laughs> Would you like to hear some useful exposition, my friend? <laughs> Well, you're just incredibly helpful. Thank you, my friend. Who are you, magic man? It's Satan. (laughs) That's who it is. Oh, my God, it's Satan. He's the magical mischief man. Oh, my God. Moses is here. Run. (laughs) Hey, you want to do a Charlie Chaplin routine with me? Here we go. (laughs) No one tell him to not. No one warned them. Yeah, yeah, right. Let's all just stand by and cheer them. Now, here's the thing. They literally are doing it, and they have no idea how close they're getting to the edge. (laughs) And he bangs his head on the other side and dies. (laughs) Then they close it. They suffocate. The end. (laughs) Nobody saw nothing. Oh, this doesn't seem safe at all. No, but you know what? Fuck it. They're having fun. You got a swimming pool floor. You They're use all it. drunk. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Live. Live it up before the depression, folks. Fuck you, movie. How dare you be charming? God damn it. <laughs> you know how hard it is to be funny when you're... There was no water there. He split open like a watermelon. <laughs> The cosplaying. <laughs> Not as singers, though. No. no. Mary's a little flat. She's just, I mean, I think she's... You were terrible. But you know what? It's refreshing to have two people in a movie that can't sing. Yeah, that's true. It seems like every time in this in this time period, every time someone opened their mouth, they could sing like a god or goddess. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, you're not blind, Jimmy, that's for sure. <laughs> i got two good eyes. You're kind of dirty, old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, just keep walking. Yeah, just, yeah, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> You know, I remember doing this with my my wife before. These are standard courtship exactly rituals. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's do vandalism. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, everybody throws rocks at this house. It's like no, it's not. It's full of rats. <laughs> It's like a setting from a depressing gothic novel, don't you think? Do you remember when all the Granville children died of diphtheria? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the old Kruger place? 
Ah, oh, my favorite guy in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Sweaty fat man in a t-shirt. <laughs> smoking <laughs> Just... a pipe. <laughs> he really read way too much Anne Rand. And, yeah, know, really. Saw... A mile long, even where they don't need them in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> well, what you wish for? How man? are there any windows left? I know. <laughs> I wish that none of your dreams would come true. <laughs> this guy's like, finally, some entertainment on this street. <laughs> Singing is just sustained talking. I, I want to be able to have my own career and be independent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be limited to be either a secretary or a librarian. I'd like to be a scientist or a doctor or something. Okay, but what about a realistic wish? Do you want the moon? <laughs> okay, that's a, you're getting creepy. <laughs> Who asked you, Fred Mertz? <laughs> I'm just going to go masturbate inside. <laughs> and cry in the closet. Uh-oh. Ooh, hey, my wish came true. <laughs> oh, my God, she died like Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Use the force, George. <laughs> That's uh, kind of rapey, mm. if you think it's about it It's kind of super rapey, yeah. Oh my god, she turned invisible. You became a bush? I don't know, you were related to Claude Rains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Am I going to give her her clothes back like a well, decent goodbye, person? Well, goodbye, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy hypothermia. <laughs> <laughs> she is in a rose bush. <laughs> but, you know, technically it's not your robe, Mary. Yeah. I think by law, I, I think I can have sex with you if you're naked in public. <laughs> probably return know. this to the school. <laughs> Set the bush on fire. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have given her a robe back because karma's going to kick you in the ass, George. <laughs> You suck my... Oh, what car? <laughs> Gotta go. Karma found out what you were doing to that girl and killed your father. <laughs> George, that was my wish. <laughs> Fuck you, George. Well, that was humiliating. I hate him now. Yeah. No, I think I'm still in love with him. Yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Fuck all you people. We're going to do the so best. So this is the first sacrifice George makes. Yeah. He didn't get to go to New York. 
to destroy your father's legacy and throw the town into turmoil. <laughs> I say we should take the buyout offer we got from Marley and Scrooge. I'm saying that we should be able to burn children as fuel in the winter time. <laughs> I don't care if Jonathan Swift said it was satire. It was a good idea. <laughs> Chloroforming the building alone, jeez. <laughs> well, maybe not the whole board. Potter seems pleased with it, but yeah, this other guy is—he he he's wishy-washy. Ah. <laughs> uh. I love a good villain. <laughs> Bullshit, you little you little turd blossom. Oh. <laughs> I don't mean any disrespect to your dumb loser father. <laughs> How much does he pay for his lurch, by the way? <laughs> Which is a lot of money at this time. Yes. Did you? Now, how does... Uh, this movie is very popular. Would you agree? Oh, very much, yes. Across Across political spectrums, right? Yeah. How could any modern Republican watch this... And not be upset over the depiction of Potter. Yeah. Because Potter's in, Potter's entire character is pretty much only people who can afford loans should get them. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck poor people. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you know, isn't that the Republican platform? <laughs> yeah, but how can they watch this and not go, well, do they literally think Potter makes a lot of sense? I don't understand why he's the bad yeah, guy. So who's the villain here? You tell them. But you might want to shut up because they may ask you to do something yeah. that will prevent you from leaving again. George, just go, man. George, Anne Rand would not approve of this monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that asshole. I love he you. literally fucking yawns during his, <laughs> he, this speech. He yawns in his face. Fuck you, old man. Oh, my God. Well framed, his father is literally standing behind him yeah. while he's doing this. There he is, right back there. I couldn't be more proud. <laughs> so proud of my still living son. <laughs> I'll push you right out of that wheelchair. Jeez, Jimmy Stewart, was he created to deliver speeches like oh, this? Oh, I know, exactly. <laughs> he was built for monologuing, buddy. He was built for monologuing and passion pleas for the, for the little guy. Yeah. <laughs> a two-word review of this movie. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and there's the crow. Yep. Terrorizing the tiny people in that house. <laughs> Attacking the littles. <laughs> you see, George, if we could ever get a crow that big, I'd love to just let it loose in Bailey George, Park. why do you keep building homes for the littles? They live in our walls. <laughs> they, don't, don't they deserve four walls and a good on a, a roof over their head? <laughs> they deserve a good fumigating is what they deserve. Well, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, hell no. How much they pay that crow? <laughs> to be in the movie. <laughs> no, you're not, George. You got this... You have this horrible thing. It's called a conscience. <laughs> That's right, Clarence. He didn't go. Remember these guys? <laughs> Remember that weird opening we had to the movie? <laughs> it's still here. <laughs> his best friend was his crazy uncle. <laughs> Give up on that dream. Give up on that one, too. You don't cook for yourself, do you, Uncle Billy? <laughs> yeah. I like to eat out. What's wrong with that? I can afford uh, it. Breakfast is served. Lunch is served. Medication time. <laughs> uh, your brother's going to stomp on your dreams again, <laughs> but you, you willingly sacrifice yourself again. We've done it. <laughs> <laughs> She's my property now. What? You you can do You're that? You're supposed to get approval from me. <laughs> Yay, kissing and hugging. Yay. Uh, Billy. <laughs> like overhand, Billy. <laughs> she, Billy, like overhand. She sure is pretty. <laughs> Billy, she's not yours, Billy. <laughs> Billy! So I uh, see Uncle Billy hasn't gotten any better, eh, George? He's leading her right to the bushes, George. <laughs> I gotta go. Be right back. <laughs> oh, no. Someone's gonna tell me to sacrifice my dreams again. Uh, I don't like how this is going. This isn't going good for George Bailey. Ah, <laughs> oh, George. <laughs> Just gotta be more assertive. You gotta stop thinking about other people. Yeah, just be, you have to become more selfish. Be a jerk for once in your life. You need to be like a little bit more like Mr. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> just once. You can spend the rest of your life making up for it. Eh. <laughs> so much for that. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, good. He's even better when he's drunk. <laughs> you know, George, the only time I feel really lucid is when I've had a few drinks. <laughs> I keep forgetting that wife I killed by accident. <laughs> oh, boy, hat hair. Oh, <laughs> Billy. Just right out into the street, Uncle Billy. Oh, this! Every family has a family embarrassment. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> oh, it's funny. He's got several cuts and contusions. Yeah, the neighbors are going to be really mad. <laughs> Garbage all over the street. Yeah, I didn't see a thing. Here's something I haven't been doing the whole movie: smoking. Everybody, smokes. but everybody smokes. <laughs> I don't really. You don't really see me inhale at any point. Yeah, that train's leaving. Going on adventures, George. <laughs> You're not. Mm. You're here. Europe. South America. Hey, that's littering, George. Germany. <laughs> Cuba. Cuba. So many exploitable places. South Africa. India. I'm your only girlfriend. <laughs> Thanks for deferring your dreams yet again, son. Wow, uh, that could be considered kind of sexual if you think about it. Mm. Okay. Okay. Oh, to hell with Sam, George. Oh, what are you doing keeping tabs on Sam Wainwright, Mother? Kisses his mother on the mouth. Okay. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> They're close. What do you I want? I guess, yeah, it's not, you know, it's fine. And he doesn't really have anybody else except for that girl that he refuses to admit that he loves. Yeah, for some reason. Yep. What a- He's not smoking that. Don't even have it in your hand if you're not going to smoke the fucking thing. <laughs> I'm personally offended at his lack <laughs> of smoking. Well, my usefulness in this narrative is over. I'm not going to die, though. I'm still going to be here. Yeah. But the next time you see me, you're not going to recognize me. <laughs> Jimmy oh, Stewart on turned... the pool. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but, I... So you... Where did you... This is how Corton should be. Yeah. You like my dress? It doubles as a nightgown. <laughs> it comes off real easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> K- 
can't we go see a movie or something? <laughs> I just wanted to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that thing that men and women do, you take your penis. <laughs> okay, you're talking crazy, George. What the hell kind of girl you think I am? Whoa, we gr- gathered a crowd. Yeah. This is what happened before television. No wonder he wants to leave. Oh, and by the way, thank you for having a black couple there that were also just walking down the street and live in Bedford Forest. <laughs> and weren't like servants or anything. Just people just regular walking people. around. Loitering. George, this is creepy. <laughs> I'm just, uh, stalking you, kinda. <laughs> George Bailey, George Bailey, wherefore art thou, George Bailey? God damn her. My mother snitched me out. <laughs> now, she's back from school? Did she go to college yeah, and come back? Yeah, I think that's mentioned okay. at some point. So they haven't seen each other in four years? Yeah. Okay. And she's incredibly happy to see him. And he is... I'm incredibly happy to see her. <laughs> he is He is reluctant for some reason. Look at her. He's insane. He is an insane man. I just don't know if I can handle this beautiful young woman being so into me. <laughs> well, you know what she represents. She represents staying in town. Yeah, that's true. That's why this scene, a lot of people I've met uh, that I who watched this movie, they don't understand what's going on in the, the following scene. Right. They think he's just being a jerk for no reason. Yeah. But they obviously have not been paying attention to who the George Bailey character is and yeah. why he does not want to admit to himself that he's in love with his girl. Right. All, all he wants is to get the hell away from here. Yeah. And he's starting to finally realize he's never getting away. And that she represents staying for a good goddamn long right. time. And so just like any jerk, he doesn't know how to express himself very well. <laughs> just kiss her. Stop being angry and look at her. <laughs> Love of God. Sure. Jeez, take your take the stick, take it out of your butt. <laughs> you, you you know I just look like this, right? I just I don't even I didn't even doll myself up. See, I'm bitter. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm here. Uh, this is a waste of time. I could be balls deep in violet right now in a back alley. Why'd I say that walk barefoot thing? That was, oh. Everyone laughed. Totally blew it there. Oh, Mary, give up on him. Hop in a time machine. Come here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I never watched the Donna Reed show. Did you ever see the Donna Uh, Reed show? I never did, no. Donna Reed apparently became so famous that she got her own TV show in the 1950s. Yeah, and actually she, I think, eventually she was a producer on it. She was one of the first women to be a producer on her own show. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, lose the attitude, George. I love this line. <laughs> I like that, Sam Wade, right? <laughs> you should let Sam make violent love to you. Another man making violent love to you downstairs? <laughs> oh, who are you, my secretary? Go to bed. How do you me. know it's Sam? It's Sam's special ring. <laughs> I love this bit here, too. <laughs> Never liked Love. <laughs> Never liked that damn song anyway. Oh, Jesus Christ, mother! And now for perhaps one of the most well-orchestrated, awkward, and emotionally bizarre scenes ever filmed. (laughs) There is so much going on between these two characters in this scene... You don't see scenes written this way no. anymore, and I don't understand why. I mean, granted, it is Frank Capra. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, it's very big, but well, just, and just think of how much is accomplished in this one scene. I mean, exactly. You know, we established that Sam Rainwright is not only because um, oh boy, <laughs> how much does he pay for her? <laughs> Now you have to be... Now we're forcing you to talk really close to each other because it's a candlestick phone. (laughs) Oh, you smell like all my dreams. (sighs) Now he's literally telling George about another thing that he could go leave and become rich doing. While standing next to the woman that he is absolutely in love with and hates himself for being in love with her. And she is having her heart broken at the same fucking time. And her mom is watching this whole thing. Do you think the mom's up there going, oh, no. This can't happen. Oh, no, he's not. Oh, that's not Sam Raywhite. Oh, no. Just admit you want her. (laughs) (laughs) And also, this is one of the weirdest declarations of love ever. Yeah. As well. It's it's very, uh, it's almost violent. (laughs) It is violent because he's like literally admitting that he's trapped. Uh, she can feel his boner at this point. <laughs> Got to call you back, Sam. There's a lot of things that I'm going through right now, Sam. Subtext. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's still on the phone, right? Yeah. I just, hello? <laughs> so Sam's hearing this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
and they're in love forever. <laughs> Mom's like, well, yeah, she I would. Blew uh, it. I'm the. I'm on your page too. That was kind of weird to see. Ah, settling never that seemed so good. Very intrusive. Yay! They can have sex now. <laughs> they got married at our house. Yay! Well, now remember, anytime George needs to go anywhere outside of Bedford Falls, God intervenes. Exactly. What? What terrible! <laughs> I was thing. just trying to go to the next town over to pick up some prophylactics. <laughs> George, your house is on fire. Oh. <laughs> God damn it! Ernie, drive as fast as you can, please, in the name of God. It, it turns out this whole thing is like a Truman Show deal. He just... Yeah. There is no world outside of Bedford Falls. Who are you? Oh, Ernie, I'm sorry you're not married. <laughs> Bert the cop, as opposed to the other guy named Bert. <laughs> there might be several yeah, birds you don't that's know true. it could be a popular name in Bedford Falls <laughs> yeah don't get too attached to it Mary look at that you know how many people we built to get this amount of cash <laughs> you shouldn't have said it out loud George yeah easy Well, you know, with the fucking. (laughs) You're going to impregnate me. Don't stop at the savings and loan. Oh, no. Ernie, just drive, man. Well, we did notice what... Oh, boy. They're making a run on the bank, everybody. Just go. Run away. Let the town burn. (laughs) Run away. Listen to your wife, George. Listen. Come on, George. Be a little bit more of a selfish prick, George. Mary's like, ain't this some shit? Now I'm the one who wants to go. Yep. But he can't help himself, can he? He's what do you call it? A good person. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Which shows that you can have a character that is extraordinarily conflicted and yet still good. Yeah. That's yet another lesson that we seem to have forgotten. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we need to have him be a complicated character, so let's make him a murderer. And he's really violent. <laughs> Hi, I've been holding down the fort, but Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> you left me alone with Billy, goddammit! <laughs> the crow see to your needs. Um, these people seem like they are going to kill him. <laughs> we all want all of our money right now. Ah, boy. George. Okay, George, I'm going to be honest with you. Things aren't going so great. George, did you say you were going to leave town out loud? You know what God does when you say that? (laughs) He takes it out on the rest of us. He goes after the building loan first thing. (laughs) He got scared and closed the doors. poor Billy. Boy, J. Edgar Hoover does not look happy. (laughs) That's not J. Edgar Hoover. (laughs) That's Herbert Hoover. That's Wilson. Herbert, the wrong Hoover. Herbert Hoover, right? Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover. Yeah. He has a portrait of himself over the over the fireplace, (laughs) wearing the exact same outfit. 
<laughs> I like to, with the same sneer on his face. <laughs> I like to dress like my painting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I only made them grovel a little bit. Now you agree to wear loincloth and shackles and be my slave. <laughs> Fair? No. That little... That's right. Look to your father for inspiration. <laughs> as much as you hate to admit it, you're exactly like him. <laughs> it's like one of those paintings at Hogwarts. <laughs> you know what to do, George. Well, I guess it's time to nail my feet to the ground. I'm never getting out of this town. Yeah. So much for my honeymoon. Oh, they just set fire to the bank. The Martians are attacking. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they told you it was just a radio show, folks. They lied. <laughs> oh, jeez. I spent all the money. Oh, we don't care about our house. <laughs> oh, goody for you, Mr. <laughs> Bin Moneybags. Well, you're, you're going to have to beat it out of me. One-to-one <laughs> one of man-on-man combat. If if you win, you get money. If If you lose, I get one of your children. <laughs> Fifty cents. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Nobody's leaving. I'll kill you all. daycare center, the preschool, the, the firehouse. He owns the mailbox. <laughs> I don't remember anything. <laughs> don't single me out. <laughs> you don't have to hold it over my head, George. Clarence... You should run for mayor, George. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Let's attack the next town. <laughs> Mary's got a whole bunch of unconvincing money in her hand. <laughs> How much of this totally real money do you need? God, what a jerk. <laughs> 
What are you going to do with all that money? Drink it! (laughs) Work with me, Ed. $20 for six days. People could live Uh. on $20 for six days. I hate this country. (laughs) (laughs) In some ways, things are maybe not better now. You no, that's you, you're not allowed to touch me. <laughs> that's the most action I've had in a while. I'm wearing a doily. <laughs> Are we sure that's the right time? Close the doors. <laughs> now let's burn the building down. <laughs> Our problems are permanently. That's not how money works. <laughs> if you tell that, if you if you indulge him, he will bury the money in the backyard to grow money trees. <laughs> the money plant's just not growing, George. <laughs> I buried one of your children so I could have more nieces and nephews. It didn't work. We sold her, George. <laughs> we needed more collateral. We sold her to Potter. He was eager to buy. <laughs> I'm leaving you. I can't stand this life. <laughs> I went on our honeymoon alone. We're gonna we're gonna live in an abandoned house. It's gonna be great. Uh, are we legally allowed to live there? <laughs> it's, it's not my house, Mary. This is back in the old days where safety laws were like. Pfft. Yeah, you want that house? Take it. Just kiss. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if you're going to abuse me, I'm not going to help. <laughs> Aw. See, the friends help out. Yeah. Because they know what George is going through. Everyone in the town knows he wants to leave. <laughs> Every time he's leaving, they're like, finally, George, you're finally getting away. There's a little physical bit here that I like a lot, actually. (laughs) This little bit right here. (laughs) And then he tips his hat and drops water into his open hand. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm just going to stand here the whole time, George. (laughs) (sighs) It's a death trap. Yeah. I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life here. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) That's right, George. It's going to finally happen. It's time, George. I know you're only 26 or whatever the hell. (laughs) I know you're you're pushing 30, but it's okay. What was that? 
<laughs> oh, it's water. Okay. I thought he ran into a spider web. Florida. Oh. Yeah, everyone wants to go to Florida. The South Seas. Hawaii. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Tea, I guess. She's using the phonograph to turn a spit for the chickens. <laughs> I improvised. I didn't know she was uh, related to Rube Goldberg, but fine, fuck it. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> You're not gonna We're gonna the... fuck in every room in this house! <laughs> We're gonna break down the floor! <laughs> Let's just get on with it. <sighs> oh, well, we always know that the phonograph that's turning chickens, what that means, right? That's a metaphor. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> I'm not going to be able to perform with them outside. We're just going to be thinking of them. Yeah, it was like uh, five, maybe 17 scenes ago. <laughs> the man, they love to nuzzle, don't they? They're like cats. <laughs> they just love the nuzzling. That's a lost art, I think, nuzzling. The nuzzle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, kids today, they go right for the, you know... <laughs> I I can't help it. You can't help but fucking like this movie. <laughs> I'm a suddenly this new guy that we're going to introduce halfway through the film. <laughs> now here's a, a clever bit of writing where Potter builds his house houses. They call it Potter's Field. Yeah. That should have and been if a anyone flag. knows what a potter's field is, <laughs> you'll laugh and laugh, I guess. <laughs> Here's another another thing that kind of gets lost because the movie's older. Uh, George's car is ridiculously old. <laughs> we're we're approaching the 1940s, and he's basically driving a Model T. Welcome to Bailey Park, where you can enjoy such rides as Miserable Failure Ride, where every time you try to get off the ride, horrible things happen to make you stay on it. <laughs> also, the thing gets slapped in the ear by Old Man Gower Ride. <laughs> He's here to remind me that I'm a dismal failure. Just so. <laughs> it's my super successful friend. I'm just a sniveling little worm. <laughs> Your hostages have escaped, sir. <laughs> I didn't ask for your life story. Mm-hmm. Suckers. That that that's a term, right? That they use. 
I won't have you disrespecting my customers. <laughs> but if I were you, I'd wear a pretty dress. Maybe <laughs> smile more often. So long, asshole. <laughs> Uh, he grinds my gears. This is what happens when you're, you know, you're paralyzed from the waist down and you haven't had a boner in 40 years. <laughs> it takes its toll. If he had just had one boner, he would be happier. Now, take a look at uh, Sam Wainwright's car, which is a limousine. Yeah. Plastics, George. Plastics. <laughs> Just got one word for you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. George, fuck it. You know what? Be upset that you have a bad car. Who cares if you have a hot wife and people who love you and you're making a difference in the town? That's not important. Nah. Personal success, that's what's important. <laughs> sure was nice of Sam to drop by and rub his wealth um, in our faces. I'm going to apologize to you, Mary, but my bipolar disorder is about to kick in. <laughs> Literally kick in. Oh, George, honey. There, see? <laughs> Satan has authorized me to make you an offer, George. <laughs> Oh, look, his portrait's following him around. It's his Dorian Gray portrait. <laughs> but he's the same age. <laughs> That's amazing. His chairs are built to be low yeah. so that he can, the people always have to look up to him. It's my little bit look of Look how tiny he warfare. looks. He's not exactly a short man, but look how tiny he looks. <laughs> It's nice to see that... Oh, okay, take a look at what's on his desk. There's a skull. <laughs> There's a skull on his desk. On a chain. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> Reminds me of death. I call him Scully. He's my only friend. <laughs> he always smiles at me. Now, just like Christ... George has to be tempted. Yes. Right? This is George's Luke Skywalker moment at the end of at the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> George, join me and we can rule Bedford Falls as father and son. Boy, you know what? Potter and the Emperor would get along great. Yeah. They would have such long, involved, deep conversations. They would weep openly if the other one died. You know, if someone <laughs> called Potter and said, "We're sorry, but it, it appears that uh, Emperor Palpatine was thrown down a shaft on the Death Star and he died," he would just start weeping <laughs> oh, into no. his open palms. <laughs> he was the only one that understood me. <laughs> My only friend is dead. <laughs> Fuck! Just put a hood on him. If you put a hood on Potter, he is the Emperor. He definitely. Fuck, the Emperor should have been walling around in a wheelchair. That would have been great. <laughs> raising the rent on Luke Skywalker's farm. <laughs> the Emperor raised the rent on our farm again, Uncle Owen.
stop looking into my soul, Mr. Potter. I swear to God. <laughs> my soul is my business. It's private. Well, you summarized my life so far pretty good, Potter. <laughs> yep. Thanks. It hurts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty thousand hole. He dropped his cigar right in his lap. <laughs> oh, that's shit. Now, from a staging um, perspective, you'll notice that they use, actually use the cigar dropping to change the author- the way that this uh, yeah. shot is framed. When he's suddenly offered everything, he grows in stature. Subtle. <laughs> <laughs> So now they've switched positions so that now Potter is in the lower, less powerful position, and he has been made to feel like he has a future, that he... And now that he's considering it, he's now back down low. Yeah. Carnes, <laughs> <laughs> darn it! Language, my Mr. Potter, my brother Yosemite Sam would just shoot you in the face. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> I like how his name is backwards, right above his head in that shot. Yeah. That's called framing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the way you, you frame a shot. <laughs> yeah. And Ooh. that's when he realized, uh, oh my god, it's a dead hand. It's a <laughs> dead, clammy hand. I, just, I felt ghosts go in me. I felt a surge of evil just there. It was like handling a dead animal. <laughs> What the fuck is on his desk? It's like a what mini- is that thing? It's like a miniature oil derrick or something. <laughs> Does he even understand English? Yeah. What do they do? They're just bank customers, no. George. Don't take it out on them. Meanwhile. No, he's hearing voices. I'm in your walls, George. (laughs) That's right, George. I'm everywhere. You'll never escape me, George. Uh Uh-huh. Nice lighting effect there with the light through the uh, curtain so that it has flowers right above where Mary is sleeping. Yeah. It's almost as if a great deal of care was taken to compose these shots. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? (laughs) (laughs) The moon does not like being lassoed. No, it doesn't. Get off me. <laughs> Maybe George should take a lesson from that. <laughs> that his dreams may upset, like, the moon. <laughs> Do you think the moon's doing this to him? Yes. <laughs> Threaten to lasso me, will you? Put babies in me, George. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> Mary makes everything better, George. Shut up. (laughs) 
I don't see her ever becoming an old maid. Do you? No. <laughs> Not even some weird alternate future where George never existed. She's just too cute and smart, yeah, right? There's got to be a line down the block hoping for George to die, <laughs> doesn't there? Line down the block waiting to kill George. <laughs> I'd kill him, but geez, he got me a deal on my house. Uh, he's got me. It's a human. Sorry, emotional scenes. It's a boy. Oh, they had a. Oh, God, just... stop. They just started having tons of kids, just like crazy. Turns out Mary knew exactly how to restore an incredibly decrepit old house, probably with rot and everything else. Yeah. You just paper over the mold. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Remember us? We're the angels that have been watching this. We're the whole bookend of the whole thing. War. <laughs> Glorious war, where men can go out and see the world. <laughs> God damn it. Stop having ma babies, Mary. Stop having babies. He made a fortune standing in front of a rear projection. <laughs> <laughs> he approved everybody. Yeah. You're going to war. You're going to 1A. war. 1A. He has an IQ of six. 1A. <laughs> <laughs> he can take a bullet, can he? <laughs> How much brains does it take to jump out of an airplane? See ya, folks. Harry Bailey was a fucking badass. <laughs> Remember that thing? That war thing from like three years ago? <laughs> Don't you love reliving that? It was kind of a big deal, <laughs> if you remember. Probably should have uh, warned the veterans that were sitting here watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be a nice Christmas movie. He spit on himself. Yeah. <laughs> George. Rubber drive. Ah, oh, the good old days. <laughs> Remember when nobody had enough? <laughs> I was getting the to bomb. It. Oh, no, this, right. <laughs> Oh, we're all caught up? <laughs> oh, boy. It's like the world is out to prove that you're nothing, George. <laughs> Even your stupid brother. <laughs> Mr. Gower, why haven't you aged? So I take it the town is somewhat proud of Harry. Oh, boy. So your trust in this man is finally going to... Actually, it's not his fault, really. Well, it is kind of his fault. <laughs> it's it's a little his fault. It's just a teeny tiny bit his fault. He had to gloat, didn't he? Uh-oh. Who was the president at that point? Truman? Uh, yeah. Had, she had she had lunch with Bess Truman? Yeah. That sounds like fun. 
<laughs> now, if it was Eleanor Roosevelt, that's a feather in your cap. The scary bank man. I never realized that this man has so many problems. (laughs) (laughs) I was born one. I was born looking exactly like this. That's all I am. Wow. The data award for the least amount of emotion goes to Bank Examiner. (laughs) Yes, I see how that could be very amusing. (laughs) I I understand emotions, I just don't have them. (laughs) Put all the money in the sack and no one gets hurt. Like Potter comes in through the front. Who door. says Merry Christmas to Mr. Potter? <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. Weird cut there. Yeah. Oh, Billy, don't rub it in too much, man. Billy. Billy. <laughs> Billy, pay attention to what you're doing here. Your actions have consequences, you nitwit. Billy, oh. don't do it! Oh, Billy, Billy what are you doing? Uh, uh, Billy, you know, no! If you could do Quantum Leap, but with movies, wouldn't you go back and fix this moment? <laughs> <laughs> now, even though he is making a mistake here, later on, George makes him cry. Which <laughs> makes me feel really badly for poor old... Uh, for his poor old uncle. Yeah. Oh, oh I got a money supplement with my newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> well, no wonder this paper's losing money. <laughs> I love the sudden melodramatic evil music that just popped up out of nowhere. So, evil. (laughs) (laughs) Evil's happening right now, everybody. Man, Santa Claus needs to afford a better sleigh. (laughs) Oh, God, Violet, he's married. (laughs) I know what you did! <laughs> You're all gonna find out! I can smell the panic on you, Billy! <laughs> we gotta run! George will kill you! <laughs> we can still make it right. <laughs> we can still make it right! That's how it should have ended with Billy choking Potter. We can still make this right. <laughs> Is that a hat? 
thought she had a triple on her head. How do you get the triple to keep so still? How do you get it to... <laughs> you tranquilize it, of course. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh my! <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm having an episode, George. <laughs> you know that thing we always were afraid was going to happen. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Why would anyone give Billy that amount of money? Yeah. Shouldn't he be retired or something? Yeah, g- give him a nice pension and send him home. Mm-hmm. Him and his crow. <laughs> Real snow. How the hell did they do this? Yeah. This had to have been filmed in L.A., right? I would think it would have been, yeah. So they ship snow in? They trucked it in. <laughs> Nowadays, they just use, like, this foam shit. Yeah. Happy fun time holiday film. <laughs> it's that holiday desperation we can all relate to. <laughs> We can all relate to shaking violently a crazy relative at Christmas time. He. Oh. So. Now I'm going to kill myself first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got a little dog, too. The dog witnessed all... And a bird. Oh, Jesus, God. Billy. Merry Christmas. Oh, Billy. Oh, in your darkest hour, the and squirrel appears. And a squirrel. And a squirrel. Comfort squirrel appears. It'll be all right, buddy. <laughs> Comfort squirrel. Everybody should have one. <laughs> oh, and now for some familial abuse. Yeah. It would be great what? if him and Jake LaMotta shared this scene together. <laughs> they could they could have a, a family abuse contest. <laughs> oh, God, just get off me, would you? God, I regret every sperm I ever produced to create these children. The hell is that, a Santa mask? Get that off. Are we terrorists now? Who, who the hell wears these? They're terrifying. <laughs> Especially since he... Th- oh, that's right. We forgot there's a dramatic moment here, everybody. Well, he... Daddy's having a little See, bit look, of a they breakdown were his butterflies. that no one else has noticed yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Either Daddy's dying or the bombs are on their way. Yeah, really? That's odd. <laughs> He doesn't usually touch the children at all. (laughs) 
is everything okay, honey? Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, you fuckhead. <laughs> Why don't you go fail some more, failure daddy? <laughs> I don't want a family Your father's at all. judging you right now, George. <laughs> Okay. This is three seconds away from like murder suicide. Boy. This is why this is where everybody's dad from this era died of a heart attack at age forty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people who said they've tried watching this movie, and you know we're what an hour and twenty-six minutes in, yeah. right? And so far, they're like, this is the movie that everyone thinks is such a great Christmas classic? Because <laughs> they're reaching this point, and they're like, I've just watched a man basically break down. <laughs> and now he's like, because this escalates quickly. Yeah. First, he's beaten up his kindly but demented uncle. <laughs> now he's going to yell at everyone who loves him. Fuck you! <laughs> I hate you and I hate my life. Oh, he's a playwright. That's the last straw. I'll murder this house. <laughs> Just glue it down, George. Yeah, or somebody. Call 911. <laughs> I'm an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> That's not how flowers work, little girl. <laughs> you oh, loser. How was that my you, fault? Just like you broke our family, you <laughs> broke my flower. <laughs> okay, time to lie to my kid. Okay, let's watch this. Gotta make there sure. You go. See where he put the pedals, yeah. everybody? Everybody wanted to know what that tiny pocket on your pants was for. Zuzu's pedals. <laughs> it's a Zuzu's pedals pocket. <laughs> Look, just go the hell to sleep. The world is a nightmare <laughs> that you can't escape. <laughs> I'm gonna smother you now. <laughs> it's just nothing but responsibility pressing down on your chest every moment. Anyone else notice that one of the kids is actually trying to clean? <laughs> or is that a fun toy for him? <laughs> we got Johnny a little vacuum cleaner. The joke's on him, it actually works. <laughs> hey, asshole. <laughs> How'd you George, like me to shut up? <laughs> How'd you like me to come over there and beat you to death? <laughs> I, I'll say this much. Boy, he really does play this kind of angry right. Oh, my God, yes. It's some of his best work in the whole movie, I think. Especially because he's so sort of all shucks for most of it. Yeah, and gee whiz yeah. and hot dog and all that other stuff. Whoa. Ha <laughs> 
<laughs> the men are talking. Well, he'd be a big hit on the internet now, oh, wouldn't he? Oh, man. <laughs> shut up, everyone, shut up! <laughs> okay, time for you to literally destroy your dreams. Yep. And go. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. God not damn, Anne Rand. <laughs> Wait, that was my stuff. <laughs> I, f- I feel better now. I'm all right. <laughs> Why does he have everybody's headshots tacked to the wall behind him like that? I don't know. When I build my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I'll be honest, I haven't had the best day. <laughs> um, we're bankrupt. I'm going to Daddy's going to jail. Uncle Billy's in an insane asylum where he k- killed himself or something. I don't know. <laughs> now this is perfect. He gets angry because they're not going back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> yep. In any other movie, they would have accepted his apology and they would have been hugged him or something. Well, he's not done spiraling down yet. No, he's not. <laughs> but that moment where he's like, yeah. "Well, get back to normal, goddammit, yeah. is more is more real than a lot of other. I've I've seen people do that. Yeah, do something useless, whatever. <laughs> Write a letter to Santa yeah, for him too. Just stay upstairs. <laughs> Uncle Billy's like, I'm my animals. They're, they're all trying to come for me at the same time. The bear got out. <laughs> I love the fact that Napoleon seems to be looking, considering his offer too. I hate you so much, Mr. Potter. <laughs> I, I I gotta tell you this right now. It took balls to not have Potter get hit by a car at the end of this movie. <laughs> Nothing fucking happens to this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna He's relish so in happy. your downfall. A I'm bit. wallowing in this misery like a pig in shit. <laughs> I'm so glad I live to see this day. I'm going to have Lurch masturbate me tonight, even though I can't feel it. (laughs) He's just going to pull on my flaccid penis for a few minutes. (laughs) I don't even think Potter had an accident to lose his legs. I think it's just pure hatred. (laughs) He was just like, "Ah," and then all of a sudden his legs didn't work. His legs just turned to stone one day. (laughs) Because God knew that if he was able-bodied in this evil, he would destroy the United States. (laughs) One of the galaxies took care of that. (laughs) <laughs> I've got to do something about this. Oh, jeez. Here we go.
And yeah, you're not really uh, <laughs> disproving that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm a lot older. What do you think of me? <laughs> I'm a f- I made a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think maybe he's misunderstood and when he gets home, he realizes what a bastard he is and he just cries in his wheelchair? <laughs> Wheel me into my crying room. Why, why aren't I ever visited by three ghosts? <laughs> well, first there has to be three ghosts that give a damn about him. Yeah. Okay, it's Christmas again. Can I? Do I have any takers? One for of his Potter? ex, his dead ex business partner is like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, let him. Let him, <laughs> let him die and go to hell. I hated him. Yeah, fuck it. At two car. <laughs> it's the 1940s version of the Dukes of Hazard. Hey, Merry Christmas! I'm a stereotype. <laughs> The end. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) So, the direction was, you're at the end of your rope, play it. Yeah. I'm not done fucking with you yet, George. You just got a little (laughs) bit left to go, George. I got someone's husband that wants to talk to you first. Yeah, right. Here he comes. You know what's amazing about Martini? What? Is how much he changes between the two timelines. Here he's a nice guy. Yeah. In the other world, he ain't. No. (laughs) He's a jerk. I'm the Gordon's fisherman. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) he's your best friend (laughs) martini forms attachments easily (laughs) you break my glass that glass is my best friend (laughs) my best glass Take that, Christians. That's what you get for praying. You get popped in the mouth. <laughs> get off me. Tell someone take his car keys. Yeah. Is that a thing yet? Yeah. Friends do let friends Here we go. Drive drunk. drunk driving. Boom. <laughs> huh. Well, that would happen. Oh, he hasn't tonight. stopped falling yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, asshole. <laughs> Uh huh. So now, have you noticed something in this? What? He's literally leaving Bedford. Oh, Falls. that's right. Yeah, he's he's. We've never the bridge out actually of town. seen him. Yeah, we've never actually ever seen him leave. 
George, why did you get out of the way of the truck? That would have been a quick death. <laughs> I always wanted to drown. <laughs> what an icy death. But it was peaceful. <laughs> well, at least it's a white Christmas. If only Santa Claus would come and save him. <laughs> that would make it a real Christmas movie. Ho, ho, ho. Who's that? <laughs> I'm here. I'm the local pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of suicides in town. This is a hot spot. <laughs> hey, you stole my idea. Even at the end of his rope, George can't help himself. Okay, I'll just save this one guy and then I'll kill myself. Good form. I'll give it a seven. <laughs> a seven, I think. Great snow, but yeah. there's one problem with it. What? You'll see it in a second. It's sticking to him. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't like strangers. I don't like... What the hell? <laughs> he just saw an old man's ass. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. What? I swallowed my chaw. <laughs> Remember that? I name-dropped it at the beginning. <laughs> I think the new book Mark Twain would be writing in heaven is Oh, I Was So Horribly Wrong by Mark Twain. (laughs) 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 And he would be writing it from hell, I think. If we we, follow this story's narrative. Oops. (laughs) Well, I look like a fool. Oh, God. Could you button that Please, a little? Please, half-naked man. <laughs> no, you're not an answer to... I have a beautiful wife. <laughs> no no offense, I just don't go for fellows like you. Yeah. I don't know. It's not that I disprove of your lifestyle. It's just... Well, if I'm going to go for a man, I'd like someone a little bit more muscular. Yeah. Like Ernie. I've <laughs> always liked Ernie from afar. <laughs> So he's scared because he's crazy, or he believes in spooks. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. He's just not comfortable around old people. He's used to being alone in that toll booth. Yeah, this whole this is throwing him his whole night off. <laughs> Usually on Christmas Eve in the toll booth, I just weep alone. That's two more people. I eat a cold can of beans in the dark. <laughs> Yeah. I'm stalking you, George. I've been stalking you since you were a boy. (laughs) I just watched a movie of your life, George. 
loved your honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) Me and the two other angels that are celestial objects watched that over and over again. Because there's a point system in heaven, apparently. (laughs) It's all competition, George, even in the afterlife. Nepotism, it's who you know. (laughs) Uh, No, we barter with people. Yeah. (laughs) Souls are currency in the afterlife. Think about me, George. Yeah, come on. I wouldn't be doing this if there wasn't anything in it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I've yelled at everybody, and now I'm yelling at you. (laughs) I'm going to have to slap some sense in you. Here's the thing. Clarence does a pretty good job on this one, right? I would think so. He seems relatively competent. Yeah. So why do they keep saying that he has the IQ of a rabbit and the faith of a child? How come he hasn't gotten his wings yet? How badly did he fuck up in the past? Was it like, Clarence, we have a new job for you. Yes? It's a young boy named Adolf Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. Boy. (laughs) Three days later, he now hates Jews. And <laughs> you sure whizzed that one down you your What did you do, leg, Clarence? <laughs> we know a young monk by the name of Rasputin, Clarence. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> God restructured the entire earth just for you. (laughs) You've never been alive, idiot. Didn't I just tell you? (laughs) Non-people don't bleed, George. (laughs) The more you rub it, the more blood isn't going to appear. You just... Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the demon's back. Oh, uh, you don't understand. That's what ruined the last jobs I've had. <laughs> I was supposed to save W.C. Fields from alcoholism. It didn't work. <laughs> and they were best friends forever. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Wow, George not being alive changed the weather, too. Yes. He's kind of like Wolverine. <laughs> Old Man Logan. <laughs> well, don't take it personal. Yeah, Pottersville. 
Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Pottersburg would have been better. Yeah. I enjoy watching this torture. It'll be fun. <laughs> you see, I'm dead already, so none of this matters to me. <laughs> yeah. This is all abstract to me, George. Look at all the floozies. <laughs> oh, Steve, Madonna's right there. <laughs> and all because... She is old. <laughs> all because wet blanket George was never born. <laughs> He's got a new accent and everything. <laughs> He's a lot more lax about the dress code, too. Uh-huh. And you know what? This is... Clarence, don't. First it's drinking, then you're going to meet Violet, and then it's going to be all over. It's going to... (laughs) And who have exaggerated accents. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That service. Yeah. Are you going to order a drink, aren't you? (laughs) <laughs> Look, you rum bums. <laughs> wait, wait until Gate Pride Day. <laughs> I won't be here for very long, George. I'm only here to psycholo- psychologically traumatize you. <laughs> Really? That means that there's a lot of people waiting around for wings. But, I mean, even in this hypothetical reality, does, do, do those angels still get their wings when George asks Clarence to, to bring him back? <laughs> if he grabs a bell and just starts ringing it down the street? Yeah. If someone attaches bells to a horse and, and, and gallops along and it's ringing the entire way, does that mean thousands upon thousands of angels suddenly got their wings yeah. and what if some of those angels didn't deserve their wings they just got them because That's somebody right. rang a bell <laughs> what if they run out of people waiting for wings and the bells are still ringing do wings pop into existence and then fall on the ground <laughs> <laughs> how chew pixies go I've said that I've said that to people <laughs> oh boy <laughs> just in case you weren't sad enough Oh, look, look, George, here comes the first uh, knife I'm driving into your heart. (laughs) Uh, I can't believe you laughed at that. Thanks, young fella. The worst part about it is, is that he is such a bum that he smiles along with them after he's been humiliated.
Yeah, because it's obvious that you're the type of guy that hates people from jail. Yeah, really. Hey, <laughs> Nick is a very morally upstanding fella. <laughs> Thanks, Joe Pesci of 1938. <laughs> what the fuck is so funny about me? <laughs> <laughs> You're not quick on the uptake, are you, George? Oh, George, for the last I've explained time. it like three times, George. <laughs> oh, we got the creepy music. Well, you know I'm solid. You pulled me out of the river. <laughs> you saw my balls while I was changing out of wet clothes. <laughs> Get ready for your freak out. <laughs> a young Rod Serling's like, huh. <laughs> that's a good idea. A fantasy story that's a morality play. You no longer have any wife or children. You're free, George. Free. So I guess as a non-person, he's never going to get hungry or, you know, suffer from the elements either. He can just roam the earth and do whatever he wants. I mean, this was a major risk. If he had gone, wait, you're saying I have none of the problems I had before? Nope. And he goes, yippee! And he runs right out of town. <laughs> Thanks, Angel! I'm finally free! The <laughs> Spinning in a newspaper headline, Unknown Man Builds World's Tallest Building. <laughs> Bad. Nope, I said bad. <laughs> I lit up a neon. Yes. All garish. Sleazy old Pottersville. Notice the signs that say keep moving? Yeah. Just subtle little bits of totalitarianism in there. <laughs> oh, there's a pool hall. You know, know it's going to seed. Fights. Midnight club dancing. <laughs> Oh, foreign stuff. <laughs> 20 gorgeous 20 girls. 20 gorgeous girls, 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 girls. <laughs> this looks like a great place to visit on a Saturday night, yeah. but. Gambling. Yep, you gone nutty. <laughs> A lot more cops now. Yeah. They used to only have the one. Oh, no, Violet! <laughs> I wouldn't say that too loud. <laughs> oh, we all know her, man. It's nice to know that in, even in the alternate timeline, he's still just driving a cab. He's one of those fixed points in time. <laughs> it's 
stop freaking me out, dude. <laughs> if only I had a good friend, <laughs> yeah. it would have made my life better. <laughs> I've got a crackpot! <laughs> it's their agreed-upon sign for, there's a crazy person yeah. in my cab. He wants me to kill someone in an abandoned area. <laughs> if you gave me the sign. <laughs> He's bats. I'm going to shine my spotlight on him to make him seem more isolated in a shot that really points out his isolation. <laughs> Well, you leave the house for half an hour and it goes completely to seed. Well, I probably shouldn't have told the kids not to clean. It looks like she took everything. Smashed up the place. I don't blame them. I was an asshole. I don't blame her for leaving me, but did she have to hang cobwebs? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> he bamfed into the room! <laughs> Um, he's got his gun drawn. That's a weird reaction from Ernie. (laughs) He's trying to hypnotize him. You know, I'm wondering if it wouldn't have been easier for Clarence to just give George the $8,000. Great dissolve here. Yeah. Yeah, it's seamless. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, the hits keep coming. Your mama ain't what she used to be. <laughs> is that how you... Jesus Christ! Is that how you say hello? <laughs> Look at her! <laughs> Same actress. You have no mother, George. <laughs> now if you excuse me I've got to put on a pointed hat and get to Oz <laughs> <laughs> see George it's fun for me but not so much fun for you oh this is his close up I'm going baddie scene <laughs> I hope Sergio Leone's taking yeah, notes. Yeah, really. <laughs> I gotta kill this angel. He's the key to all this. <laughs> if I kill him, everything goes back to normal. That's the lesson, right? Kill the angel? <laughs> yes, we know. You're reading Tom Sawyer. You like to pretend that you know how to read. <laughs> oh, there's more symbolism. Huh. 
Boy, they built this graveyard fast. <laughs> Where your housing project is is now filled with graves, George. <laughs> Get it? Are, are you picking up on the metaphor? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> How about Harry Barry was my brother and I loved him? <laughs> Uh, are, are these shadows of things that must be or things that merely may be? <laughs> Stop fucking with my head, you... F- oh, my God! No, <laughs> oh, I just... I just did the titular title of the... I'm, I got that line! Yay for me! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because this is the worst thing out of all of it. This is the thing that drives him over the edge. Yeah. What happened to his wife? And I went, the first time I watched this as an older person, because I couldn't remember, I thought, oh, God, she's a whore. Or, oh, God, she's she's married to Sam Wainwright. <laughs> this is why you failed. <laughs> Oh no, she's playing. She has a job. Oh no. Oh shit, what? She's got to get to her tote cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. George. Coming on a little strong, George. Yeah, George. um... Nope. (laughs) Someone hit him on the head with a bottle. Someone take a lamp or a bottle and end this. We we call that the Pottersville Cure. <laughs> Nobody hits a cop in my town. <laughs> a planet ruled by apes? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy on the ground? <laughs> if I jump off, this will all land! <laughs> Oh, this isn't going the way I planned. No. (laughs) (laughs) You had your chance, George. I've given up on you, George. Well, technically you're alive, you're just not a person. You've been stripped of your identity, George. Oh, everything's restored. George's presence has restored the environment. He brought the snow back with him. That's right. There he is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I've brought him back to another alternate timeline. This time, Mary never existed. And you're a lunatic, George. (laughs) 
Everyone thinks you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> Uncle Billy threw himself off the watchtower. <laughs> what? Yeah, you are bleeding. <laughs> oh, I'm watching my friend disintegrate. <laughs> I guess I'll just let him go. <laughs> Bye, George. <laughs> well, George has finally lost it. <laughs> Nobody's surprised. Oh, they're playing the Bells, bells of St. Mary's. <laughs> Oh, I'm tired already. <laughs> Suck my dick! <laughs> I'm so alone. <laughs> I'm so alone. Mr. Nothing I do affects people. <laughs> He's still happy. Tracking snow all over the floor. Mm, Getting water all over everything. She left us alone. (laughs) Mommy drove out of town with all of her clothes. (laughs) She left us with the bank examiners. Could you gentlemen watch my kids? Zuzu died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there she is. I thought I put you to bed. (laughs) And he trips and falls down. Mary, I'm having another episode where I'm happy all of a sudden. (laughs) It's just ups and downs with me. Remember an hour ago when I threatened to murder all of you? Well, guess what? An angel came. (laughs) It just hasn't hit him yet. I mean, yeah, he's like all giddy that he's alive, but in about ten minutes, if people didn't come in with money, (laughs) we'd be right back to square one with George. Oh, shit, I am going to jail. (laughs) Look, money, George. Money fixes everything. Well, in this case, yeah, it does. (laughs) That's right. Mary saved you again, George. (laughs) Remember that woman that you shook violently and swore you didn't want to get married? The line forms on the right. (laughs) Is this the line for giving money or taking money? (laughs) 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 You said a (laughs) jukebox. Thank you for having people of color that are part of the town. (laughs) That just show up. Yeah. 
I'm going to fuck you next week. (laughs) I'm going to sell the triple hat, George. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the part of the movie that's called, what, the catharsis? The (laughs) big time. Remember the guy who hit you? <laughs> you better get down on your fucking knees and thank your wife. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, you're taking Meanwhile, my money, now you're taking my wine. Mr. Potter is slowly drinking a glass of poison. <laughs> It's only a matter of time before George Bailey owns everything in town, including me. (laughs) And he discovers emotions. (laughs) And his heart grew two sizes that day. (laughs) He's not going to jail, because that's how laws work. He's working on Christmas. The army came in and killed Mr. Potter. (laughs) Wait, how did you do that? Ernie, wait, Bert, you were on the bridge. Only about 15 minutes have passed, Bert. (laughs) He got right to work. I guess. Hey, where'd this come from? Dear George, I wasn't a hallucination, (laughs) or was I? (laughs) Don't have any more episodes or I'll fuck your life up good. (laughs) I gave you everything you have, George, and I can take it away. (laughs) You want to know what life would have been like if Mr. Potter was your father? (laughs) Yeah, even Clarence got something, I guess. Why are they singing a New Year's song? It's Christmas. I guess it's the most non-denominational song you can sing at the end of the... You're not singing at all. (laughs) (laughs) Then again, Jimmy Stewart wasn't known for his musical career. Hi, I'm the Bell. I started this whole thing. Well, I hope you enjoyed yourselves. And remember, the hunchback gets lonely at Christmas time. Well, goodbye! (laughs) Oh, wait, is it still going? Yeah, it's still going. Good cast as I was repeating. (laughs) Oh, Lord. This had a lot of people in it. Little Harry Bailey. Potter's bodyguard. Didn't have a single line of dialogue. 
and Zuzu. Finally. The end. <laughs> okay, Steve. <Yeah. laughs> We're at the two hour and 16 minute we mark. We watched that whole movie, man. Now it's time to review this fucking thing. Steve. <laughs> yes. How do you feel about It's a Wonderful Life? You, you know what? I ha- I have uh, I, I, I had a George Bailey-like change of heart about this You're movie. You're kidding. I, now, we've discussed doing Christmas movies before, and this came up last year. Yeah. Right? And we both discussed movies when we're not doing a podcast. And you said that you didn't think it was all that great. That's true, and uh, and I that's been my opinion of it for most of my life. But yeah, uh, yeah, I have to say I watched it. You know, we we just watched it just now, and uh, mm-hmm. I had watched it a little while before this. Uh, uh-huh. And yeah, I I have to say I have to I have to alter my my previously stated opinion. I think this is you're kidding. Really, I think this is a really <laughs> great movie. I think this is a really great movie. It's a Christmas miracle. I know. It's Wait, did an angel have to come down and drastically alter your life in order to show Well, you I don't that? know. I mean, I, I I was I was crossing a bridge and a guy jumped in, but I just let him drown. <laughs> so I don't know if that was meant for me or not. It was, well, know. what what changed what changed your mind, dude? I you know what? I think a lot of it was um when I was growing up my my father loved this movie as far, as far as i know he still does he loves this movie yeah. and but my grandfather hated it <laughs> and and whenever whenever i would bring it up you know whenever me and my grandfather would hang out and he would say oh what'd you do this week and if it was like close to to christmas and we had mm-hmm. watched it's a wonderful life i'd say oh dad watched it's a wonderful life oh i hate that movie and i guess maybe part of that kind of rubbed off on me and i mm. never really gave the movie I never really watched it and gave it a chance. You know oh, okay. what I mean? It was more just yeah. sort of like, oh, it's a wonderful life, a corny old movie. Everyone loves that piece of shit. I don't get it. Yeah, and yeah, I think there was a little bit of contrarianism. You know, like mm-hmm. everybody loves it, so I'm not going to like it. And yeah, but when you when you sit down and watch it and you judge it on its own merits, uh, I mean, it really is. A really, really, really great movie. I mean, yeah. the, the like we were talking during our commentary. I mean, the acting is is almost modern. I mean, almost it, in several it, in several parts, yeah. And you think like th- this was before you know method acting became popular. I mean, th- this mm-hmm. was still in the old Hollywood era, and uh, where you know ac- acting was still sort of thought of as being very theatrical and. Mm-hmm. And you know you learn your lines, you hit your mark, and you say your lines, and and yet yeah the 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 realness of a lot of these performances, especially Jimmy Stewart, uh, especially in the latter portions of the movie when he's really down at rock bottom and he's just mm-hmm. you know clutching and desperate, and I mean it's uh, it's remarkable, it's a remarkable mm-hmm. performance, and and there are other you know I mean. Uh, even though she doesn't have a lot of range, Donna Reed does so good as Mary with, you know, her, it's just creating this, this beacon of, of hope and goodness. And, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and Lionel Barrymore is Mr. Potter and just like the, the, the purest embodiment of evil that you can possibly imagine. But yeah, I mean, the performances are fantastic. The, and I mean, it, it, it does have that reputation of being kind of, kind of corny because of the ending because it has like mm-hmm. the ultimate happy ending but it earns that i think 
by taking him so far down by yeah. showing us that you know not only did he end up sort of deferring his own dreams for his entire life uh but then you know his reward was almost complete ruination is like yeah. I I did the I thought I did what I thought was the right thing. I stayed in the town. I kept the building and loan going. I didn't do. Mm-hmm. I didn't pursue my selfish dreams. I stayed here and helped other people. And now look, I'm going to go to prison because my uncle forgot to deposit the money in the bank. Like this, <laughs> you know. So he gets down to that lowest point, and only then do you get the miraculous, you know, hand to reach out to him and pull him up and say it's it's going to be okay, George. And and if, I mean the the. The ending is only that happy because he was facing such devastation without it. He didn't get rich at the end of the movie. He just got to stay out of prison and got yeah. and got a reminder of of the difference. That when he Harry made says in he's lives. the richest man in town, he doesn't mean that he's rich monetarily. He's yeah, rich he, because everyone in town fucking loves him. Exactly. He he escapes the uh, the doom that he thought he was going to have to face. But mm-hmm. his real reward is is that that reminder of all of the things that he truly had, um, mm-hmm. and and the difference that his life had made in in the lives of the other people in town, and yeah. and, and the rewards that he had gotten just by being a good person, by being a selfless mm-hmm. person, by being the person yeah. who reaches out and helps people and cares and puts others before himself, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I I, I have completely turned around. Like it's, it it is, it really is a a really wonderful movie. And, you know, I, I like, I, I get, I get the criticisms that some people have of it. I, there are moments that are a little cheesy or a little corny, but you know, it's, there's a re there's also a reason why it's a, why it's a Christmas movie, because this is the time of year. Those of us who like Christmas, who grew up with Christmas and, and, and think of it as a very important part of our lives and a very important part of the year. Like this, Mm -hmm. these are the kinds of stories that, that we want to hear at Christmas. <laughs> you know, you want to hear that your good work will be rewarded. You want to hear that selflessness mm-hmm. is a good thing, that that just basic basic decency and compassion and charity, that these are good things, that there's still a place for these things in the world. And uh and, and it's a wonderful life carries that message and says, Yeah, yeah it's it being a good person and helping people and, and taking care of your family and your friends, the, these things bring their own rewards and they're worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I really liked it. I really liked it a lot. Um, well, great. I'm, I'm happy you changed your attitude about it, about it because you knew that it was one of, it's my favorite, it's my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. Other than, um, other than the George C. Scott version of, uh, of a Christmas Carol. Which is another redemptive Christmas movie. Yeah. But in what I like about this film, and I think that a lot of people who haven't seen it and are kind of like, I don't need to see that kind of thing. Like I mentioned before, some people start watching it and they're like, this is depressing. This is a depressing yeah. film. Because we don't get to the very end of what, what ultimately what the movie is supposed to be about until the last 20 minutes mm-hmm. of the movie. And up until this point, you're just seeing this horribly conflicted dude sacrifice his entire life for the betterment of other people, for the, the for to keep the to keep an obviously very evil man to keep his hands off the rest <laughs> of the town. And what's interesting is is that you don't usually see a character quite like George Bailey. Most of the time, they willingly and gladly make sacrifices, and they don't they don't ever have regret. Yeah. Right. And 
what we see in George Bailey is a dude who is all, who lapses into regret more and more often as he gets older <laughs> and older. He seems to be just stuck in this whole um, mire of not of dissatisfaction. And I think that for some people, like for younger, younger, younger people, like people 18, uh, maybe up until their 20s or mid-20s, some of this won't resonate with them necessarily because they haven't had to deal with that yet. But as you get older, you can start identifying what's going on with George more readily. Yeah. You know, um, what I like about it is, is that while some people say, oh, it's just a simple simple film it's 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 you know it's cloying and sappy and it's kind of like no it's i mean if it was a a cloying and sappy film when he declares his love for mary it wouldn't have been that scene yeah that scene is not sappy or cloying it's it's kind of depressing in a way (laughs) (laughs) because there's a woman who's absolutely in love with him being told to her face that he does not want her or marriage. And then he finally just kind of concedes and crumbles. Yeah. And and it's you don't get a, a feeling of, oh yay, they're together. You're like you get this weird feeling of oh <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's you know me, I like movies that don't tell me how to feel or think, right? Yeah. And I would I'm not saying the whole movie is like this, but for a lot of the movie they're not necessarily telling me how to feel or think about George or the town or Mary or any of it. Okay? There's lots of things in there that make you happy. You know, there's lots of things in there that are so well acted and kind of dark. Like the whole Mr. Gower sequence. Mm-hmm. Just on its own is an extraordinarily dark chapter in this kid's life. But, and this is what I also like, it plays out throughout the rest of the film. You know, it's not just, oh, there was this incident. Wasn't that interesting? Right. <laughs> that thing that he did when he was a little kid resonates before the, before the you know, Clarence bullshit. Resonates throughout the rest of his life. Mr. Gower was present through the rest of his life. Mr. Gower was the one that bought him the suitcase. And, um, you know, after the incident, Mr. Gower is the one that's bringing him money. And, you know, it's not like these characters pop up and then fade away. They're right. a lasting presence throughout throughout the rest of his life. His relationship with his brother, you know, relationship to his father, even though we don't get to spend a whole lot of time with his father. You know, it's it's kind of like his father's encouraging him, but you can obviously see that his father isn't doesn't necessarily think that his son should go, even though he's telling him he should. His father's ultimate advice is leave as soon as you can, which if he had, Potter would have taken over the town. The next time George comes back to visit, it would have been a hellscape. Yeah, but you can't what you can't say is that this movie is simple. And what you can't say is that this movie is poorly written. This movie was was astonishingly well, astonishingly written, and it was very well directed. But what did you expect? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about a director who really knows how to direct, and with the the uh, and I mentioned it while we were watching it. Some of the subtle framing mm-hmm. and some of the uh, subtle ways that he stage he stages the actors together, and some clever little physical bits. And um, he he knows how to frame a scene. He knows how to cross-cut a scene so that it makes sense. And then there's just little shit in there that never gets explained, and we never need to have it explained. We don't find out about Billy's bizarre animal obsession until we see him in his house. <laughs> yeah. 
all we knew is that he had a pet crow, which was not really explained all that much. So um, it's not a movie that I watch all the time. I'll watch it once every five years or so. Um, but when it's on, I enjoy myself thoroughly. I think it's a beautiful film. I think it, it deserves the, the, the stamp of classic. Um, and uh, it's it's one of those films that if, uh, you know, if you're one of these people who are like, it's got God stuff in it, you'll fuck it. <laughs> then don't watch anything with any kind of gods in it at all. <laughs> don't, yeah. You can't watch anything with fantasy or magic. And that's how I approach this movie, is that it has a fantasy magic ending. And if I'm going to not watch It's a Wonderful Life because it has the brand of fantasy and magic that I don't necessarily believe in, then I should ban all of them, but that's stupid. The, the whole point isn't about religion. The whole point is about this guy learning a lesson in a Twilight Zone way. Exactly. And th- that's what this is. It's a long-form Twilight Zone mo- uh, show, basically, um, with a happier ending. <laughs> <laughs> because it's quite possible that Clarence does put him into a different alternate timeline where everyone's insects. He's like, Clarence, what's happening? <laughs> Goodbye, George. <laughs> Goodbye, George. I hope you enjoy Insect World. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, my vote, classic, Steve. Oh, very much classic. I think it definitely lives up to its reputation. Now, Steve, did you pick a recommendation for this week? I did, actually. Okay, you do yours, because I didn't, because (laughs) I knew this show was going to run long. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, it's actually, it's appropriately enough, we just got done watching and and, uh, reviewing what you say is your favorite Christmas movie. I thought it would Mm -hmm. only be fitting to recommend my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, which, despite my my turnaround for "It's a Wonderful Life," is 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 not "It's a Wonderful Life." Um, I'm going to recommend my what has been my favorite Christmas movie since I was a little little kid and I saw it for the first time, which is of course the original 1947 Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? My 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 criticisms for "It's a Wonderful Life" are kind of coming back to bite me in the ass, aren't they? He went with the one with the little girl in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Miracle Thirty. But, but see, just as my my opinion of "It's a Wonderful Life" has has changed as I mm-hmm. sort of let go of how I saw it as a kid and, and viewed it with fresh eyes as an adult, I was surprised and sort of delighted the first time I watched "Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street" uh, as a grown up. Having remembered it as like this sweet sort of sappy yeah. Santa Claus Christmas, you know, comedy fantasy, and when you mm-hmm. watch it as a grown up, uh, you see how smart and how cynical it is. Mm-hmm. It's a very, but it's cynical in like a sweet way. Like it, it's, it's not. It doesn't leave. You I would with, say wry, yeah, kind of wry, and and. It really it, it helps to cut the treacle of a lot of what happens because mm-hmm. you know the, I'm spoiling nothing to say that like the 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 movie ends with this like there's basically a court case to decide whether or not the guy in the movie who claims to be Santa Claus is actually Santa Claus, and that the 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 verdict of that case doesn't rest on you know somebody learning a valuable lesson or mm-hmm. somebody being moved by like a, a, a you know a powerful speech by one of the heroes it swings on a pure technicality that is exploited <laughs> with, that is exploited with great brilliance by the lawyer and 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 that the movie the whole movie is sort of written with that tone it's like Mm -hmm. people do the right thing and people learn the right lessons but they they do it by by exploiting these very realistic circumstances yeah um 
And it's just a wonderful movie, and it's really funny and very sharply written. And, of course, Edmund Gwen, who plays the Santa Claus character, won Best Actor at the Oscars for this. And it also stars Maureen O'Hara, who is wonderful, and and the very young Natalie Wood. This was her first really big role in a film, and she's just terrific, one of the great child actors. And uh, John Payne as the lawyer who represents Kris Kringle. And it's just, it's a really, really... Oh, and uh, if you... um, Who else is in it? Uh, Um... William Frawley, Fred Mertz is, is mm-hmm. in here in a, in a small but memorable role. So there's just all kinds of, of little, uh, you know, Easter eggs for people who like movies or like TV. And it's, it's my favorite Christmas movie. I loved it as a kid. I love it as a grown up now for slightly different reasons. Uh, but there you go. If you watch It's a Wonderful Life and you want to just, you know, max out. What do you mean Christmas- if they watched it with us just now? That's true. <laughs> you just watched It's a Wonderful Life. So if you want to just completely blow the whole Christmas thing wide open, now you should go watch Miracle on 34th Street. You'll have to do it yeah. without our commentary, but you know, it's a great movie. So that's my recommendation. Yay! I don't have one I don't have one this time. I just would like to say Merry Christmas to everybody. No. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, go to hell. <laughs> that's <laughs> if not you very don't celebrate ecumenical. Christmas, um happy whatevers. You know? Happy day off. I think I said that last year. Happy day off, everybody, if you don't celebrate Christmas. There you go. And if you don't have the day off, um, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sucks to be you. But did you guys agree with us? Did you disagree with us? Do you think that this movie, even after watching it with us as we made fun of it, as we bagged on this movie for its (laughs) entire running time, do you guys still think this movie's crap? That's fine. You can think it's crap. Let us know. Send us a comment. Go to the Let Me Listen podcast website. Go to the contact page and leave a message for us there if you'd like. We, we, I read them. Steve doesn't. I relate them to him. And <laughs> I he hear goes, about them. Yeah, kind of. He disregards them almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we have comments. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in to this special Christmas gift to all of our fantastic fans. And thanks for making another year of late seating so wonderful, right, Steve? Absolutely. We really, all, all kidding aside, we really do appreciate it. Yeah, we do. So uh, until next, wait a minute, did we even choose another movie? Oh, what are we doing for the next one? Yeah. I have no idea. It's going to be the first one of a new year. Ooh. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> we probably should have thought about this, huh? We probably should have talked about it at some point. We were just, you know, we um, were just so hot you know in what? the biscuit. You, you know, you know what? What? Um, an upcoming uh, Cinetific is going to be doing a movie that is one of our aborted lost episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh. of a technical snafu. Yes, I remember this. And I think it'll save me time. <laughs> If we do a late seating review of it at the same time. I see where you're going uh-huh. with this. So I think to kick off the new year, we need explosions. Ooh. We need stupid people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need nuclear weapons. Now you're talking. And science don't work. We need to, because uh, you know what? It is our lost. When we were doing a, this as a live show on on YouTube, Something happened with my computer and we couldn't do it. Yeah. And I left I left Steve hanging in the wind. <laughs> so I think to kick off a brand new year, we need to put this some bitch to bed. I agree. The next movie we're gonna review. And if you guys want to get all the jokes, go out and watch it. I'm telling you to do it. Go watch. Oh my god. Say it. Armageddon. Yeah. 
hey, you know, Michael Bay has a new one coming out next year. There's like the 15th Transformers movie, so, you know. Oh, goody. Thanks for killing that thing that I used to like. Hey, at least he only made one Armageddon. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, guys, you want to get all the jokes? Go see Armageddon. So, until next time, from Late Seating, this has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And this has been or another movie this week. <laughs> yeah, go see, watch another one. <laughs> and this has been Steve Shives, and Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building and loan. I'm a person. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not a building. I've... I, I'm sorry. I know that you have problems seeing, okay? <laughs> but building and loans don't talk, nor do they do podcasts with you I, I thought, every two weeks. I thought I was hosting a podcast with a building and loan. Is that why you keep trying to stuff money into my mouth? Yeah, and by the way, the interest rates on that are just killing me. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe you can get a loan from Mr. Potter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's time You'll I only finally... demand a pound <laughs> time I finally killed that building and loan. He'll only demand a pound of flesh. Yeah. Just put it there in the greasy bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and also we forgot to mention that at the end of It's a Wonderful Life there's an addendum, and it's basically and then he was eaten, and Mr. Potter was eaten by Wolverines. The, <laughs> the earth opened up and swallowed him whole. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Late Seating is a Lemmy Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.lemmylistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Lemmy Listen. Please like and leave a review. And thanks for listening.